Hang on, I know this this one. Hang on, wait, please hold. Neat! Hello and welcome to Isn't It Neat, a podcast where we talk about things we think are neat. My name is Erin and I'm joined by my sisters Helen. Hello! And Caitlin. Hello! This week, Caitlin and I went on an adventure. Yes. What did we see, Caitlin? We went to see the musical Six. Yay! Six! Wow! (laughs) Live! Six is a British musical comedy with book, music and lyrics by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. The six wives of Henry VIII tell their stories in the form of a pop concert competition, with the wives competing to see who suffered the most due to Henry and should become the group's lead singer. It sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, but it's very 90s. Yeah. yeah, it's very Spice Girls. Yeah. And the whole pop, there were a whole bunch of like pop groups, competitions. Yeah. And then that evolved into like X Factor and stuff. Mm. Yeah. I, so the Spice Girls actually got together on one of those. Yeah. What was it called? I don't know. Some British Got Talent or <laughs> something? Google. What do you know about Six, Helen? Have you have you heard the music? Do you know anything about it? Some of the songs. I know it's about the wives. It's about it. Mm-hmm. What do you know about the wives? Um, well, I had to look them all up because I didn't know who was who at first, but a bunch of them have the same names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, goes. welcome to Tudor England. Yeah. So we'll just start with a bit of a history lesson um, for anyone <laughs> who doesn't know. Um, so Henry VIII, or Henry Tudor, was King of England from the 22nd of April 1509 until he died in 1547. So 38 years he was King of England. Yeah, yeah, so everyone's probably seen the picture of him with the big pumpkin pants. (laughs) There's like, and the big, he's just big, he's got quite awesome clothes. Big gut, lots of embroidery. Mm. His first wife was Catherine of Aragon, who's from Spain. She was betrothed at three years old and married to Arthur, who's actually Henry's older brother. Yeah, Henry Mm. wasn't raised to be a king. He was the second in line. Yeah. And his brother died. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. 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 And then he got to marry Getting betrothed early was a thing for the, Mm. like, for political nonsense. Yeah. The nobility, I guess. Mm. Mm. It's all political. Um, So... Arthur died and then Henry, um, I think they were crowned together. Henry and Catherine of Aragon were crowned together um, as King and Queen of England. Mm-hmm. Um, and poor Catherine, she was a devout Catholic mm-hmm. from Spain, Spanish, the Spanish were Catholic. Spanish. Um, and she had many, many miscarriages and stillborns because that was kind of what life was like. Mm-hmm. They didn't have... Healthcare, modern healthcare. So the only child she had who survived was Mary. Yeah. And Catherine was queen regent while Henry went off campaigning. So she served really well. She was she was quite capable of like running the country while Henry was not there. Um, she was a devout Catholic. She was very interested in education and especially education for women. So she donated a lot of money to colleges and things. And because she was so interested in educating herself and educating Mary and the women around her, like her her court, um, education for women ca- became really fashionable because hmm. she's the queen. And she Everyone does what the queen fashion. does. Yeah. It's normal. Someone who's got power sets the fashion. Yeah. yeah. So 
<laughs> next along the line. So so Catherine was getting older. She was older than um Henry. Yeah, when they got married he was twenty four and she in sorry, when they got married she was twenty four and I think he was like nineteen or twenty. Hmm. Um so only like a little bit older. Yeah, but old enough so as she reached her thirties it started to be like, when is she gonna produce an heir? Because that's was the main function of yeah. Henry's wives is to yeah. produce heirs for the throne. You yep. gotta be male. Yeah, they have to be a male heir. So Mary didn't count. Mm. So Anne Boleyn, who's I think probably like the famous one, the famous yeah. of most famous of the wives. Yeah, she caught um, Henry's eye. So you've have you seen any of the movies, Helen? I think I've walked in while they've been on TV. I feel like I've been on while they've been on TV. I think I saw a clip of someone getting executed. Yeah, so in essence, um, Anne Boleyn is this interesting young courtier who comes from the the homewrecker that comes along. Yeah, but she she's comes out. So she's English. She's English, Mm. but she was raised in the French court. So she was exotic and, and incredibly intelligent yeah exactly so they're quite an enlightened court hmm. as well where they were like into like women's like learning and schooling and such so Catherine of Aragon is super mm-hmm. into educating women and and including women in like church services like come and listen to this stuff um and Anne is like the product of everything that Catherine was campaigning for <laughs> she <laughs> comes in she's like younger mm. and more like sure of herself and very flirty and the king is a bit of a dick and is like you know mm-hmm. what I want to have an affair with that one and she's like nah no if I'm not married ah uh, yeah, yeah so the so Henry had been had a, had a bunch of mistresses and one of his mistresses was Anne Boleyn's older sister Mary mm. Mm. and Anne was like I'm not I don't I don't want that like, oh, it's really funny though because Mary the older sister had a lot of um affairs which makes it really interesting that mm. Anne was like no I do no affairs I'm like Since I've seen what it does to my sister I don't want to be like that yeah so her sister's the wild child and she's it's not the worst thing to be the mistress of the king because he looked after so you. It would put her family like quite high up. Mm. Like even after you to- would toss them away, like they like had positions and things. But she was like, nah, only my husband. Um, so very much the opposite yeah. of what Mary was like. <laughs> and But I guess at the same time, any mistress of the king didn't really have a say in it and that is not cool yeah like, so it, it's fascinating yeah. like the reason why people talk about yeah, they might have had to do things yeah so she's held out she like he came and said i want you to be my mistress and she went no and he respected that um and like mm. didn't which is interesting force her <laughs> into it so like she was either very very good diplomatically or just like very persuasive <laughs> yes I'm dog. aware of that <laughs> Yes, my darling. Might have just been the religious consequences would have been. Yeah, and I think also also he had this wife who wasn't producing an heir and so he's becoming dissatisfied with that and so kind of the door is open in his mind of I need a new wife. Yeah. I need need an heir. How can I get an heir? Yeah, and she's. And there's this woman that I want and she. Yeah, she's interesting. She's well-read and she's putting forward some really good arguments for why an annulment is valid and why they can get married 
um, mm-hmm. which eventually leads to him getting people to agree with him that the Church of England should be a thing and he's the head so he can yeah. annul his marriages and all of that saga. Mm. So that's the beginning of the split between the Church of England and the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gave birth to like the Protestant religions that went from there. So there's lots of political stuff and back and forth and this and that and you can't do this and you can't do that and the law and God and stuff. Mm-hmm. But eventually Catherine of Aragon gets divorced and away. sent off to the country yeah. or to a convent. The nunnery. The Anne Boleyn's the new queen. She's and she's really open to like progressive religion as well. So she's kind of, yeah, and that her upbringing in the French court, she's a bit more progressive. Um, but there was a lot of stuff deleted about her. Mm. She's the mother of Elizabeth the first. Mm-hmm. Um, who's mm. the famous Queen Elizabeth, the first one? Mm-hmm. Um, but she had no boy, so she got beheaded. Yeah, <laughs> she had a hard time too because she started um, having miscarriages as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, is it just it the healthcare of, a given of the if you're a woman in that time? Yeah. Mm. Because also, like, they wouldn't have understood like fully recovering from your previous pregnancy before um, getting pregnant again, like anemia, all of all of like those standard stock standard checks that you have. Yeah, if anything went wrong, you were kind of mm, mm. stuffed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, and diet and and also healthy. they locked them in room with no fresh air to give birth when they go what's it called when they go into hiding to give birth confinement so like it's about when you started showing obviously that you were pregnant you went into confinement so like you stayed away from everyone um but also like valid comment henry's a bit of a philanderer he's he's probably got a couple of stis going along on him that might make it harder for pregnancies to achieve (laughs) yeah and, but he had a lot of um, illegitimate kids as well. He with did. All his mistresses yeah. and stuff. So Anne Boleyn, Anne Boleyn gets beheaded. Yeah. And Jane Seymour's the next wife who um, gets married to him the day after Anne's execution. So yeah. it's like, okay, wife out of the way. Yeah. Um, Jane Seymour was was not as high born as the other two. Yeah. Um, She's, she, she doesn't read very well. She didn't read very well. She's the only Jane. <laughs> she's the only Jane. She's like the one that's different. She's also, she was very good at household management and embroidery apparently, that they were her things, which was very valued yeah. at the time. So she, she's like just this happy little homebody. Yeah. And she was right into family. So she um, helped to uh, restore Mary to the succession as well mm. um, and her father's affection. So Henry started seeing the his Girls who were legitimate daughters. Yeah, he basically like just packed Um, them off going, you're not boys. And I suppose it was kind of all, they're girls, it's okay. Jane Seymour gave birth to Edward after only 18 months. So so nine months into their marriage, obviously she got pregnant, Mm -hmm. um, gave birth to Edward and then died a week later, yeah, 12 days later or something. Which would have been like. From um, complications. mm, Yeah, which is, again, bad. Not not bad. Uh, not aware medical practices. Things like they didn't know about germ theory at that point. Mm. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, pretty sure they didn't because that was unsanitary birthing conditions. Yeah, so like you would yeah. have had a doctor come in to care for the queen, but not be like not have washed his hands properly or mm. not make sure that the afterbirth came out. All of that mm. stuff. Um. Anyway, so she passed away, and she's kind of left as the one that Henry 
truly loved, which I think it was just more that he didn't have time yeah. to decide he didn't like her. And he, she gave him a son, so that's the only thing that mattered Yeah, to she him. succeeded yeah. where everyone else failed. She gave him a son, so and that's, yep. A little while later, so not that much, not too long later, but not like the next day, um, there was another political match for Henry because Henry's getting older as well and, uh, I don't know, his courtiers all decided he should have a, another wife and they a good political match was with Anne of Cleves, who's a German princess. At the time that he requested it, it was a good match, but by the time the negotiations had finalised and she was on her way, he didn't need it quite as much. It wasn't anymore. Yeah, it wasn't as necessary. Um, Hans Hans Holbein was commissioned to draw her portrait to send to Henry, mm-hmm. but he wasn't allowed to look at her face. So they were behind veils and stuff. Um, so we just had to guess. And so, of course, she didn't look like her portrait. When, he, when she got there, and I think they got, like, married because they could get married not By being proxy. in the same room. Yeah, so you'd send your ambassador... And they would marry by proxy. Sign all the papers, and then yeah, because because it wasn't about the two people coming together. It was about the political alignment and stuff, which is why when she arrived, they were already married. Um, and he was making up all these excuses, like Mm. she doesn't look vaguely close to her portrait. Which, like, how could she? He painted her. A lot of the like she's so ugly stuff came about like afterwards. After, so like he's he's making up like excuses yeah. as to like why this marriage should be annulled. He's excuses because he doesn't and need it anymore. A, yeah, and he was a powerful man, mm. so yeah, he didn't need it anymore. So um, Henry annulled the marriage, but when he brought that to her, she was like, "Oh yeah, right." Then don't um, care about you. She got a really good deal, and she outlived him. Yeah, yeah, she's like, okay, and because of that, because she agreed. And he, like, set her up. They actually became good friends. Yeah. Like, he. They got along and she was, like, a beloved sister. And um, so he was, I think he was quite a fickle person. If she'd argued, he would have hated her and had to get rid of her another way. Yeah. But because she just went along with it, which mm. was, like, number one, really smart. And number two, she had so much, um, she was better off. Yeah. Because, like, who would want to actually be married to Henry at that point? Yeah. He had, like, quite a reputation. He was yeah, very volatile. Was, um, yeah. Easy to anger. He'd had petty. his accident, I think. It was uh, before a, Anne of... He had a hunting accident. Yeah, so it would have it been was either pain before with some Anne injury. of Boleyn or during the courting of Anne of Boleyn was when he had his accident and... Yeah, so his- and he had an injury, and anyway, he became he became he put on a lot of weight. He had this injury in his leg that didn't. He probably had diabetes. It was probably yeah, one of those diabetic kind of wounds lines, yeah. that doesn't really heal. Yeah, so he was very unhealthy, mm. and he's like quite a sporty person who is eating really rich, like high caloric foods. He can't get out and be sporty. He's mm. had these injuries. He's probably had a bit of head trauma at some point because he was big on the jousting as well. So, yeah. like. This keeps piling yeah. up. Yeah. Like, he's just, as he's getting and older. some of his behaviours. Mm. He's just getting more and more aggressive and lashing out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, Anne of Cleves gets shipped, shipped off to her own little castle. And then. Catherine Howard catches his eye. So she was a young 18-year-old 
in the court. She was the lady in waiting, I think. They were all like lady in waiting ladies in waiting to each other. Mm-hmm. Except for Anacles. She's the fully outside. But he's like just like an opportunistic predator. He's just like, oh yeah, hello, you're here. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So Catherine Howard was 18 years old and Henry was 49. Um, And he eventually tired of her, accused her of adultery, and she was the second wife to be beheaded. Mm -hmm. And then he married Catherine Parr, who's his final wife. She outlived him. Henry was her third husband. Oh, Yeah. yeah, I think I did read this. That she married politically a couple of times. Three yeah. husbands. They kept dying on her. And she went on to get married again, which was more of a um, that her fourth wife was fourth wife fourth husband was more of a love match. Yeah, I think. I think it was so, that she did fall in love with someone but couldn't marry him so because Henry wanted her or something. Yeah, so he he intervened with her. Inversion. They they were in negotiations. Mm. They were in negotiations to get married and then Henry went, no, 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 I want her and then got her. And whether those negotiations, negotiations were an actual like love match or whether it was just like another. To be fair, it was her third marriage. So if Henry hadn't stepped in, she would have had a lot more power over who she was going to get married to. Like she had to be married as a woman in that time. Mm-hmm. But she's had yeah. two husbands die on her, so she's got some property behind her. She's got some – I think she had some children. Yes, I think I remember that. Um, So like in theory she could have a very, very small life but still be able to manage or she could get married again well yeah. within her own like list of – uh, like wants and needs <laughs> mm. and she could be a bit picky about who she married yeah. but then the king comes in and says you're going to marry me and she's mm. English so she doesn't really have a choice yeah she was the first woman to publish a book under her own name and in English which yeah is so really cool like she's they're all she's quite like interesting stuff. women on their own <laughs> mm. like what they were doing and and what they did with their platform like when they were elevated to queen of england they've got they've got some power yeah mm. being in that position whether it's influence and power and they've got resources um so within limitations they had probably more um agency than the average peasant yeah yeah it's it's one of those like more and less situations <laughs> more something than less something else yeah yeah like, all the time that's Henry and his six wives. The history. Yep. So we're going to take yeah, this is a brief history lesson. We're going to take a short break now and then we'll tell you all about our adventure. And we are back. So it was just me and Caitlin on this adventure. Helen wasn't interested. Yeah. So we went without her. Yeah. So Six debuted debuted at Edinburgh Edinburgh Fringe in 2017. Uh, was presented by Cambridge University students. Then <laughs> Jones is banging on the door again. <laughs> then um, it went on to do a little UK tour. Then it opened on the West End. Mm. Then it did a North American tour. And it opened on a cruise ship, then did a bigger UK tour, and then the Australian tour started. Um, and then it was scheduled to open on Broadway 
on the 12th of March, 2020. <laughs> and we all know how that went. Yeah, yeah. Dang, yeah. that's the day Broadway got shut down. <laughs> yeah, so they'd had previews. They were scheduled to open. They went, oh, no. Nah. But they did reopen when Broadway reopened. So they went back and did a few more previews and then reopened. I think it's still playing. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen something very recently. The 2022 Tonys? No, I mean, like, within the last couple of weeks, it's popped up on my one of my feeds saying, mm. like, there's a there's a new something or other going okay. on and it's all very exciting. And cute. Yeah, it still is, like, the songs and recommendations on the YouTube. There, yeah, there's, there's like Six was coming up and it was a couple of months the, before you first mentioned Six, I think. Uh, or a couple of weeks before you first mentioned Six. Mm, it's a big thing. So it's only a one-act musical. It's 75 minutes and everyone on stage is female or non-binary, which I think is really cool. So you've got the six wives. It doesn't pass the Bechtel test though. Because they're always talking about a man. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking about the <laughs> context of a man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm pointing that out. Yeah. And then the band are all, they're called, the band are called the Ladies in Waiting yeah. and they're on stage too. Nice. This is really fun though because really like, cool. we're listening to this harpsichord rendition of some pop song that I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think it was Beyonce. As we're sitting there. And Erin's like, oh, that's really interesting. And I was like, it's on stage. She's like, yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> and I was like, they're literally the, the harpsichord, huge air quotes on stage. When the curtain opened, I was like, oh, it's live. I thought it was a pre-recorded because like they, she must have been sitting there playing that for a good 20 minutes. Yes, yeah. I said it twice during the, and you just sort of like glyph. Huh. I was reading like, my book. Went straight over the top. And then when the curtain went up, you're like, oh, wow. And I was like, yes, Erin. <laughs> I said this. <laughs> it's on stage. Yeah. So in terms of awards, so it was nominated for a bunch of awards at the Olivier Awards um, in 2019, but it didn't win anything. Erin, what's the Olivier Awards? They're the ones in the UK. They're like the West End Tonys. Oh, okay. Mm. It was nominated for Best New Musical and then all one, two, three, four. Yeah, it is six of them. I didn't know if it was like the swings, but the all six um, actresses were nominated for best actress in a supporting role in a musical because <laughs> they're all supporting each other. <laughs> and then also outstanding achievement in music, best theater choreographer, and best costume design. Yeah, there's no lead. Yeah, they're all yeah. The supporting. Um, which is the point. It won at the Joseph Jefferson Equity Awards, which is the Chicago Theatre Awards, apparently, um, it won Outstanding Production Musical Large. Okay. And Outstanding Ensemble Performance in a Musical or Review. And it won Outstanding Music Direction. I mean, the music is good. Yeah. The original produ- Broadway production was nominated for a, f- a couple of Drama League Awards but didn't win. It was nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight Tony Awards. Ooh. It won two. Huh. It won Best Original Score and Best Costume Design in a Musical. I mean, the costumes are good. So the 2022 Tonys were really split and there wasn't any one show that took a lot of awards. So two is actually really, really good. So it was up against A Strange Loop won Best Musical um, and it was up against Girl from North Country, MJ, Mr. Saturday Night in Paradise Square. Um, the most nominations was A Strange Loop with 11, but A Strange Loop only won two. Um, it looks like Company was the musical with the most awards, but that's in the revival category. And Company is a good musical. 
Yes, and this particular production was very good. So it was up against some really good stuff this year. Yeah. Um, so it it showed pretty well, I reckon. Mm. Yes, it's done. Yeah, it's done really well. And um, the it won some Drama Desk Awards and some Outer Critics Circle Awards. That's the Broadway production. Um, yeah, it was really good fun. So we went to a Sunday matinee. Mm-hmm. We went out a little bit early, got some lunch. Yeah, we went and got some sushi for lunch. Caught some Pokemon. And then ran to Red Dot. <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> some, some Pokemon. errands. <laughs> um, went to the theatre. Um, so it was at the same theatre where we saw Frozen, but they'd built their own little smaller pros arch, so they just brought the whole thing inwards. No, the pros stayed And like, I kept looking at it and I'm like... So the... The stage is still the stage and the pros is the same. They, they didn't have the frozen. Yeah, like each each show has their own sort of. It was like smaller. Clicking. Yeah. Yeah. And they they didn't, they just brought the stage sort of a bit forward by like having the, the back curtain was actually like in the mid of the stage and they built the a series of like stairs mm. for the band to sit on. So it, it was closer to you and the perspective kind of threw around yeah. a little bit. It looked like <laughs> it was further away though. It was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know that it's closer, but it looks like it's further away. Like it looked like it was deeper into the optical illusion stage. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. It's using black and lights to make things look bigger. <laughs> so the opening number is called Ex Wives, and it's the big one where they go divorced. Dun, 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 dun. It's very dramatic. Divorced, it's a big died, survived. Uh, yeah. And coming at you live. <laughs> <laughs> Helen knows all the songs. It's like I know some of the songs. I can't remember half of them though. Yeah, yeah. it feels like a live performance. Um, yeah, of like a a group, like a poppy type Concert, group, yeah. but like it's a smaller performance. It's like not like a stadium. Girls. Yeah, like early Spice Girls probably felt this way. Yeah. Um, not it's not a stadium show. It's a it's a smaller group type show it's more intimate yeah and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of like back and forth between the characters and their ladies and waitings and things throughout the show so it just keeps that vibe throughout which yeah. is yeah and the audience there's a kind of audience interaction yeah they shout out they're like they they're hyping up the audience that like they do the whole calling out yeah perth and stuff yeah mm, let's go perth and things like like all that stuff and like do, I guess I don't know everyone Having clap to a you want to clap now <laughs> um all that stuff yeah something I really liked was they all use their native Australian accents there was no they didn't put on any British oh, yeah. yeah no pretending to be British yeah which was really great and it yeah it completely worked because it's kind of completely removed from its context almost because they're like they're pop stars. The way they're dressed yeah. and the songs that they're doing and yeah, they're pop the stars. They're supposed it's to be very dead. much like more modern. <laughs> yeah. So it it mm. really Yeah. That they're dead. Like, where are they? And they're talking about dying. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I died. Place. I was it's like them in heaven doing this. Yeah. We're gonna be pop stars. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't even like a they didn't phrase it as they were in heaven. It was just like this is the story. Mm. This is our characters, and we're just going from here. It wasn't a we're in heaven doing this. It's yeah, what we, we are doing here is we're, <laughs> we're having a show about who was the most hard done by as a wife and you'll vote on yeah, it as the audience. Yeah. It's a competition. 
and like they reference themselves dying a bunch like they're all dead like they're 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 all very clear that they've all died but like it's not they died it's more like their character died at some point what was that noise just don't worry about it it. moving on um (laughs) and yeah and it and it works it works really really well so and it's really really funny having like really fun all of them lined up together and they've got like their little like interpersonal bitchy backstabbing moments but they're also very supportive of each other so you like you can tell like in any pop group there's always like a they're all friendly but like one's best friends with someone else and someone's got beef with dramas yeah yeah um and like if you've spent any time performing on any kind of show your world gets very very small it's just that group that you're performing with (laughs) and there is drama (laughs) <laughs> Which is probably what their lives are actually like. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really cute. <laughs> we start with Catherine of Aragon, and she sings a song called "No Way." And no, so no, she, no, no her way. style is, <laughs> you know, all this. I know some of them. Um, so she's um, influenced by Beyonce and Shakira. Yeah, and it says <laughs> in the book it's really good in the book. <laughs> yeah, I've I got the program. Yeah, in the do. program it, it has a little like Queen summary, and it has. Um, style influences, <laughs> queen inspiration, queen inspiration, <laughs> queen inspiration. Yeah. Um, and her big thing was that she was loyal. She's like, I've been so loyal, and you want to just like get rid of me? That's just everything not you cool. asked, and you're just dumping me. <laughs> yeah, which yeah would have been very. Like, that's hard. not cool. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was a bop. So, so it kind of begins its opening number and then we get this first bop. It's really cool. Yeah. And then Anne Boleyn comes and she sings Don't Lose Your Head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny bop. Um, so her co-inspiration was Avril Lavigne and Lily Allen. Yeah. It was really cool. I liked Anne Boleyn. Yeah, she, it's like and they always make all these references to the green sleeves, even though it, that's a myth. Yeah. Like it's it's fun. Like they they don't represent history complete. Like it's 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 an overview. It's very no. like this is what people know about this but this group. So like boom, here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is our interpretation. Yeah, and like Anne is very. This is the first time. So she's singing away and stuff, and then. She gets. She's telling a story, and she gets to the point where she's talking or singing about how Henry's talking about beheading her, and she kind of has this big freakout moment, where she's like, "Guys, they're gonna kill me!" And like the music stops, and I was like, "Like, I was shook by that." I was like, as it's building up, I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, the poor woman." Yeah. And then she does that, and there's like this silence, and the whole audience was laughing, and I'm like, "I'm not laughing." But then she makes a big joke, and like it moves on, and it's like funny again. But I was like. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's really. I think it's just Everyone the was laughing of... right up. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. Like she's she's very much like a she presents herself in the show as like this very um, Instagrammy kind of person. She's like texting. Um, she's not really thinking through mm. the consequences of her actions, which is not like how the real person was. But that's the um, characterization mm. in the show. And she takes a moment to be like, I'm actually really worried about this because this is going really bad. After having spent an entire song just being like flippant yeah. about all of the like ways she's behaved and like she she's sorry but she's not sorry because like she didn't mean yeah. it like that mm-hmm. so why is everyone being mad at her and then she has a little meltdown and yes everyone's laughing right up until that point and so we had like the straggle laughs but like the audience did go quite quiet like, yeah they it was that like uncomfortable like, laugh 
dying mm. of laughter. It was like there was some laughter there because they were laughing. And they held it for just long enough for everyone to be a little bit anxious. And then she's like, eh, whatever, like, and move on. Because, again, yeah. they're already dead. It's they're already happened. The joke. <laughs> yeah. And that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the the way that the oh, – like, this is what was really good. Each of the six characters react to each other's jokes the way that the characterization of those characters need to. So Catherine of Aragon is – mad at Anne but when she's upset and like freaking out that she's about to die there's a little bit of a look of like yeah you deserve this but also like you shouldn't have to die mm. <laughs> and like the next wives all have yeah. their re- reaction to that event showing on their face and then they move on to the next bit which I thought was really yeah quite smart like they're like thinking through yeah. the whole yeah thing it's really clever yeah yeah, they're kind of bopping between being backup singers and like the actual historical <laughs> and like having the little infights. Like, like it's kind of a mishmash. <laughs> really cute. Um, yeah, so that was a cool, that was a fun bop as well. Yeah, and then we get Jane Seymour yeah. and Jane Seymour the the Jane Seymour we saw we saw the alternate. Oh, um, she was so cute. And right? I liked her from the very beginning. And I don't know if it was because she was wearing a teal dress, <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, "That's my favorite color." Yeah, but. During even during the opening number, they're all kind of they dance. They've got little dance routines and and stuff that they're doing. And she was just so effortlessly cool. She like was, the others were kind of like slaying. Yeah, like they're just like amazing queens. And she, but she was just really kind of chill. But she was just really cool at the same time. And I was just like, I want to be her friend. She personified the quietly happy with herself vibe, like. There are a couple of yeah. um, lines that she has where she doesn't quite get the joke, but she's like, it's okay, I'm here with my friends. Um, mm. And, like, she does call them out on their bullshit, but it's in a friendly, loving, mm. group mum kind of way. And, like, she's just she's just yeah. content in herself. So, like, that was her vibe through the show, and I think you picked up on that very quickly. I don't like Jane Seymour's ballad. I don't enjoy love songs oh I like it I I love a good plot ballad yeah and like that's just me I I (laughs) did I loved her as her character I understood what her character was doing I was ready for the song to be over because it kept going (laughs) and I understood why so many people love it I I loved it so she's the only one that Henry loved because she died she's very motherly and she yeah so she sings the heart of stone that she's yeah her story is that she was a stone she allowed Mm. this raging sea that is henry and his like violent emotions to sort of just pass over him and and continued and was steady Mm. and she missed out because yeah even though she she was the one loyal yeah Yeah. and i think she was the one who probably could have counteracted his volatility calmly and quietly Mm. and in the background if she'd been able to live which is what the point of her is in like the whole like they're all very interesting people um and that's what they were going for and I was just like yes I appreciate this but she's the she's mum friend yeah Yeah. (laughs) mum friend yeah oh see I love the ballad because I loved her I could tell you were enjoying it (laughs) the ballad Uh, but I really like a good I like to watch a good belty ballad yeah I think listening to the cast recording it's probably one I'd skip for the bops but I really enjoyed that performance. Her performance was amazing. She had some pipes on her. Like they all had, they were all very good singers, but she had some good sing, like singing voice. She had the belt, yeah. So her co-inspiration was Adele and Sia. I don't know yeah. who Sia is. 
Um, chandelier, Aaron. Ah, yeah. Should be done, but I won't fall. I am titanium. Yeah, that's the that's one. A Sia. Titanium. Oh, Sia. yeah, I know that Sia. song. That's on one of my Pilates teaching playlists <laughs> from Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they very talented singers. Makes sense. Makes sense for that character. So she has this kind of Jane Seymour as a historical figure has a bit of a. Um, caricature that she's kind of meek and motherly mm. and she's kind of dismissed yeah because of that because yeah. they, they were all there were six very important women who did incredibly important things in their lifetime but they were all characterized as one of the wives of henry yeah. because he was such a dick like a yeah. major dick and um and dismissed because they're women and when he didn't, he kind of discredited them almost. Yeah. And like, like with Anne Boleyn, he deleted a lot of anything that referenced her, any portraits and stuff. Yeah. So we don't really know what she looked like because there's not much left. He rage quits um, a lot. So they're the first three songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're the first three songs. And then we have kind of a little interlude with, interlude with The House of, of Holbein. <laughs> House of Holbein. It, this is my favourite song. Not not only because they use like, um, like, <laughs> Sorry, the setup is the reflecty. What's it called? Um, it's UV stuff. Um, but so they the setup is uh, Anne of Cleves like does a little like a little bit of a monologue for like two seconds, and then they introduce the House of Holbein, and they come out and they've got these white ruffs Which is like a dating app. Yeah, and they present it like a dating yeah, app. Elizabethan ruff. The Elizabethan ruff and, and these, glow. Um, yeah. Uh, with sunglasses, but they're all like UV glow. And the the ladies in waitings all have their glasses on too. So like it, the lights come down. It's very quiet. It's all focused yeah. on um, at Cleves doing her thing. And then like when the, they come out, they're like, "Welcome to the house, to the house of Holbein." And she's got they've all got the things on. And it's just and really it is good. that um that. German, it, it is that German. Um, it's like a. It's trance. It's, there's a, there's a genre of music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's trance slash house type music. But there's all these really cool German songs, and they do like all this cool choreography with all the, like the glow stick stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, there's one song I can't remember. It was really yeah, really fun. Um, at some point, Erin will remember it and she'll put the link in the yeah. show notes. <laughs> this funny song. Um, yeah, and it's like a dating app and they go through, like, they read through some, like, historical figures who Henry passed over and they get, like, swiped left and then Anne of Cleves gets swiped right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of her portrait. Yeah. Um, which is, like, exactly if you bring it back, get rid of the politics, that's pretty much what he did is he was just like, nah, ugly, nah, ugly, nah, ugly. Yeah, this one's fine. We'll do this one. But then he gets married instead of like has a hookup. Yeah. Um, And then we go out of that. Yeah. So, yeah, then she sings her song, which is called Get Down. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, yeah. you dirty rascal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a line I remember. Her queen-spiration is Nicki Minaj and Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. And she said, so very at the very start of the song, she sings like one, it was like one word, and I was immediately like, oh, it's that song from um, – um 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 what's that Encanto the song from Encanto that's the the strong sister I'm the strong one I'm not nervous I'm the strong one <laughs> da, 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 da. 
Under the surface pressure because she's singing right in that range and it's that kind of style and I was like oh my god she could be that she could have been the voice yeah I don't think she was no no Um, no, she wasn't but like she could have been she yeah I think this is the sister's Louisa yeah cool 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 um but yeah like this is this is my favorite song mostly because of the line um, she was so cool. Yeah, she's so cool. She's wearing <laughs> these little shorts. Everyone else has like a dress or shorts or like long pants and she's got these cute mm. little shorts on. Um, and it's just like a, a bolero jacket she takes off. Yeah. Um, it's just a little flirt with the footmen's and they're like shocked. Um, but uh, the line in this song that makes this my favourite song is, where's my hounds at? Um, and something about bitches. I'm I'm too sleepy to remember exactly what it is. And then all of the backups go, woof. Yeah, which is the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just like this is the one where there's no ego from anyone else. She is the ego in the song. <laughs> and they're all super supportive, but it's so She's fun. having a party. She's having a party. She's having a good time. Um, yeah. everything worked out so she's very well for her considering. that. Yeah, she's like, my life is so hard, but actually, lol, it isn't. And then it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then at the very end, she's like, oh, yeah, it's so hard. And the other queens are like, yeah, it really wasn't. She's like, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I guess I'm not winning. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah. So whatever. But she's so supportive of the others. So when they have, like, there's, like, a meltdown moment, I think right after this song where they're all yelling at each other and she's just like, hang on, no, like don't don't treat my Jamie this way. <laughs> but like just physically, like she didn't have a line there. She would just yeah. like went in and like interrupted with her body and was like, I'm protecting my, my sweet Janie. Um, but yeah. like in the midst of this fighting of back and forth of, and um, Catherine of Aragorn and Amberlina like having a full-on like – who had it worse? I had a miscarriage. I had more miscarriages. <laughs> I had a daughter. I had a daughter too. I got yeah. beheaded. Oh, really? That was so hard for you. And then um, in the midst of all of that yelling back and forth, um, Catherine, no, what's what's number five? Catherine Howard. Catherine Howard. Catherine Howard comes in and is like, yeah, you guys had it like really, really hard. Like I can't possibly have known how hard you had it because I'm so pretty. <laughs> like it was fine with me. And then she goes into her yeah. song and this is the song yeah. that traumatizes me <laughs> so much. All you want to do is kissy sounds. Yeah, so, yeah, so when they started making fun of each other's miscarriages was mm. when I started getting really – uncomfortable Mm -hmm. this is really uncomfortable and then this song happens and she's like basically gloating about how she's so pretty and how how like she didn't really have a hard time because she's she's the pretty one like she can't possibly have problems because she's pretty and the Mm. song progressively gets more and more comfortable uncomfortable but you started at a place of being uncomfortable and i and it gets really it gets so upsetting all you all you want to do yeah yeah, she sings All You Want to Do. Her queen inspiration is Ariana Grande and Britney Spears. And they're sense. the young sexualized pop stars. Yes. Um, so she's very she's very young. Um, and her theme is um, the slut theme. So as a historical figure, she's kind of dismissed as, oh, Catherine Howard, she was just a slut. Yeah. Um, she was really problematic. She was 18. She was young. She was flirty. She was abused. Yeah. Mm, isn't it yeah. that her... And she, and she was abused. And men just constantly took advantage of her. Yeah. Throughout her entire life. Yeah. 
and you're kind of and it goes through it like I remember being young like being in my teens and wanting to be sexy I wanted to be like mm. you know like Britney Spears because that was like the, the kind of the grown-up thing like I'm showing of, like, you. I want to be sexy and I want attention mm. but yeah, it's not good don't attention realize what that actually mm. means yeah it's not yeah. good attention and so uh, you're kind of left well we were kind of in the 90s and early 2000s we were kind of just left exposed to all sorts of abuse like men could easily take advantage of us I had a friend <laughs> my friend in year six she was like 11 or 12 yeah and she was very overly sexualized she spoke in a way that was very adult but I didn't understand half of what she said just that it was something and she yeah was a lot of talking the, about it a lot of my struggles with my friends through like the latter half of primary school right into high school was they were all being very forward and like we're adult we're very sexy and mm-hmm. I was still like Chasey is like the coolest yeah, game guys like, I always felt like um, I wanted to play Chasey but no one else wanted mm, to play exactly. Chasey with me and it it upset me because I was like why are you doing this stuff like none of it's really positive it's none but of it's I fun didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand until I was a lot mm. older because like I the way I'm built I'm not lined up that way so I was never going to participate the mm-hmm. fully, but I was still, I still felt the pressure to be like thin and tall and sexy and yeah. show off. You're supposed to have a crush on a boy at some point in high school. I remember I actively picked a person in my yeah. class that I was like, okay, he's going to be the guy I have a crush on and then never thought yeah, about it like, again. Oh, dude. <laughs> See, I had the answer so when, when I was in that, I was more, I was in 16 I was like 16, 17 by the time I was sort of involved in that kind of thing. Mm. And I remember like, yeah, dressing a certain way and this and that and the other. But then it's the way that gets you labelled like a slut. But it's kind of you're exploring your sexuality, but then there's like this prescribed kind of you have to do it this way for the male gaze. Yeah, but that this is all we're growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. The way I behaved, I'm so lucky that nothing that bad happened. That I didn't happened. get into trouble. Yeah. Like nothing bad happened to me. Like like there are, there are always microaggressions that happen to me, like like heaps of microaggressions that I recognise now. But I just kind of naively floated through all that, yeah. that phase. And that's basically the story of Catherine Howard where she's very early yeah. the male gaze landed so on her. She's kind of like, yeah, attention, look how sexy I am, and then gradually becoming – yeah. Like, actually, I don't want this. Yeah, it wasn't that one of her lines was, I thought this time was different. And it's yes. for all the other ones, it was, I'm in love with this man, but he's mm. just using me. But the very last time was, I thought we were just friends and you weren't going to come to me towards for these feelings. I thought this was a real relationship, not just yeah. you came yeah, to me we for sex French. or a You or told us we were friends and now you're telling me that it's not about friendship, it's about my body and I'm mm. not, I have no value otherwise and mm. realising the depth of that. But, like, yeah, the... And I owe you for my for emotional labor. Yeah, you, you, you were nice for me, therefore I as a woman owe you sex, yeah. which was the bad thing. But, like, the song, mm. she's, she's explains how she's stuck in that negative feedback loop. She's young, the male gaze lands on her, and she gets positive reinforcement mm. for doing what they want. Mm. And obviously there's sex involved because yeah. that's what they want. And 
that ends and she moves on to the next relationship and it escalates and she moves on to the next relationship and it escalates and then she's married to the king and she's not excited about mm-hmm. that but that's just what happened yeah i think and- i think there was a line that she was happy being a lady in waiting and then she accidentally caught henry's eye yeah, and was she's, unhappy. she's taking a break from boys Mm. Um, and she lands this really good job at court. Yeah, and this is a good job I've got. Mm. Yeah, it's going to make my career amazing. My family's mm. coming up with me. This is wonderful. And then Henry's gaze lands on her and she's getting married and she's not enthusiastic about it, but she's not like negative because she's never, she's showing that she doesn't know how to say no because she's mm. never been allowed to. And then he's hard she's he's difficult she's not having a great time in that marriage she makes a friend she thinks it's a friend he doesn't he's not he's he's a nice guy tm um mm, yeah. getting annoyed that he's in the friend zone mm. with a married woman <laughs> yeah and um it's yep. not great and it the whole and she's the one who gets beheaded yeah. for it yeah and it just it upsets me so much yes. like, i'm not a pretty girl i'm not relating to this but it's From uncomfortable. And, uh, it up, like as a, <laughs> you just see it everywhere, and it's like oh, you gosh. see it everywhere. It is upsetting. Mm. We are affected by it, even if you're not like the pretty girly mm. girl. You conventionally it's attractive. Always there, yeah. So after her song, there's a little bit more, like it. You kind of are sort of sitting in this uncomfortable place, um, and then Catherine Parr. She says, I don't I don't want to do this. Yeah. We've just no, been in a bullshit. really uncomfortable place. It got really bad. It is bullshit. This should never have happened in the first place. Mm. Um, but it did. I remember thinking that the timing was really good because you're just starting like the the queens are all kind of ribbing on each other from the beginning. Yeah. But when they start getting really like they've crossed the line, they just start crossing the line and then Catherine Parr comes and says, we've crossed the line. Yes. So, like, I got there just a little bit before it got pointed out, which like, explicitly. Really which good I think was timing. Really, really, yeah. really clever. It's yeah. a good pacing. And there's also, she she goes, no, we shouldn't. Yeah, because when and she said it, it was like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the other five sort of clap back on her going, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to, like, tell like, my what? drama story um, by going, like, we had to we did why can't why do you get to get out of this sort of thing and she's like no yeah. it's not it's not okay get lets herself get pushed into doing a song um and her song isn't about the trauma of i don't need your love yeah, yeah so she's basically singing a song about how she had to say goodbye to someone that she cared about as opposed to this is the awful things that mm. happened whilst I was married to Henry. And then it's a thing, it has a whole verse of all the things she did while she was queen. Yeah. She basically turns it back to herself. She's yes. like, this is my story. Yeah, which I Why love. Why can't I yeah. tell this story? I'm not trying to get points yeah. here. She's my favourite yeah. character mm. from like a strong feminist perspective. Mm. Anna Cleave is my favourite character from a song perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Her co-inspiration is Alicia Keys and Emily Sandy. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know know how to pronounce that. Let me just write it down because it'll tell me. So she sings, and it's another kind of ballad, I guess. Yeah. Um, And it kind of highlights, um, and they bring it up afterwards. They're like, (laughs) they're like, well, how are we going to choose? And then they're like, actually, this whole thing was contrived. And then they look out to the the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're actually really upset. They're like, well, how are we going to choose who wins? And rah, 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 rah. Yeah. And then they're like, uh-huh, gotcha. 
kind of thing. Yeah. And um and they finish with a, a reprise of six and then they do the mega six. Yeah. And for the mega six they invite you to stand up and film. So I've got I filmed so we'll be putting that on the um on the Insta and the Twitter. Yeah. Of the little final song. So they but they remix it so it's about them. Yeah. And not about the lens of them through yeah. as being Henry's wives. And the, and they and they point out that like what what if you don't know of all the kings, you don't know who their wives are. No. Except one of them does know one of them. Yeah. Because they're like, who was Henry the first wife? And they're like, no, no, no. And then Jane? one of them was like, no, 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 like, <laughs> like said it. Did I didn't it, catch it. Was it, it yeah, was it Jane or Anne? And <laughs> you just don't like know. came out of it. And you just like, yeah, yeah, who are you? I feel like it was and Jane. And then they're like, oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and that what else does anyone know about Henry? Like all they know about him is his six wives. Yeah. Like what yeah. else did he do? Like it's all about his wives. So it's like he's kind of framed by his women. Yeah. His women so and his story. His story revolves around his wives. Yeah. So that's why I brought up the Bechtel test earlier because their story is always in reference to Henry. His story is always in reference to his wives. So mm. he doesn't pass whatever mm. the male version of the Bechtel test is, which I don't think exists because it never has to. Because yeah. we don't um, have that problem. It does but go both ways. It does go both ways in this instance, which like is surprising. Um, it doesn't usually happen that way, but yeah. that's really interesting. And they're also kind of in the frame, within the frame of them talking about um, him all the time, mm. they're also – talking about themselves and they bring themselves mm. out as characters and they address these kind of themes like Anne of Cleves has always been dismissed as just being ugly. She probably wasn't. She was probably yeah. like a perfectly beautiful woman. Yeah, she was. Like, they know that she, she was a just dick. a normal, perfectly good woman, but he didn't need her and he didn't yeah, choose her out yeah, of the ladies-in-waitings. That was not yeah. her, his preferred method. So he just went, I don't actually want to be married anymore. Yeah. And that's and why that went that way. a random excuse and that was what was there. Yeah, exactly. So Because he was yeah. very controlling. And this theme of Jane, Jane Seymour was just meek and motherly. Anne of Cleese was just ugly. Catherine Howard was just a slut. Mm. Yeah. Like it's just like a way of dismissing it. And then it's like, but. But they weren't. weren't. They were all fully fleshed out human beings. <laughs> they weren't. It's just the way. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it was really, it was really cool just to have these like six women being really awesome. Yeah. yeah, and like yes, it was and pointing a, that out that they're off or framed. Yeah, and like they put it in this. It was a story that they've made. Um, it's not fully true to actual history, um, and it's like a framing that they put together. But it is very much saying like women shouldn't be. In but the a- history we know is framed in a certain way. Exactly. Like we don't know. We don't know what happened. We weren't there. We all we have is like some documents and some paintings. Like you don't you don't yes, know that a lot that of the story told by the winners. So long as it's framed so. in a certain way. Yeah. I mean like the yeah. this this is just as valid. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we saw so it was it was really fun. It was a real fun 75 minute concert. Well, that's no really, interval. really good, but then also we were kind of challenged. Yes. Yeah, no interval. It's only 75 minutes. Yeah. That's fine. It worked. I think it works really well. I think it's really cleverly put together mm-hmm. the way they bring up these uncomfortable 
um, situations, the way that the women were interacting with each other and then the way they kind of resolve it. And But the way they kind of don't, they don't fix anything. They're not like, we should do this. They just like kind of present it and they're like, mm-hmm, like this is. Change your point of view. Like they qu- you question like how you've been presented with history. Exactly. Yeah. And like maybe we can think about things going forward, which yeah. I think was really clever. And that's probably why it's such a popular show. Mm. Yeah. It really is popular. So that was our adventure to see Six. Yay! Have you seen Six? Who's your favourite queen? Tell us all about what you think and share your videos of the finale on Twitter or Instagram at isn'titneatpod or email us on isn'titneatpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Now go and enjoy something you think is neat. (laughs) 